This is the National Medicine Symposium from the Canberra National Convention Centre. One of the sessions we've had today, a lightning talk, evolving systems and reimagining policies, uh, coming up with the evaluation of the implementation of the Ohio Emergency and Acute Care Facility Opioids um, Prescribing Guidelines. Dr. Jonathan Pem from the University of Sydney joins us. So how was the presentation for you today and your lightning talk? It's fantastic. Um, really great mix of talks all around the policy aspects, how we can change practice on the ground level and implementing and using technology to help do that. So what can we learn from Ohio from this study? Ohio is a unique place that has they're the third highest rate of opioid overdose deaths in the US, so opioid abuse is a big issue for them. And we feel Australia, although not at the same level, is moving in that direction. And so we can learn from them is how to help use opioids responsibly. One of the reasons, things that they've done is they've focused on the emergency department, making sure there are guidelines to help encourage appropriate use of opioids, and that doesn't exist in Australia. Um, and so they have some recommendations about minimising the amount of opioids that goes out of emergency, no more than three days. But they also have what they call a prescription drug monitoring program, where every pharmacy that dispenses an opioid has to put it into that record, and it's viewable by any healthcare professional. So you can know any person who comes to your emergency department, how many opioids they've had before they've seen you, and you can actually then assess if, yep, this is someone who generally needs an opioid, or this is someone who's been bouncing around to different emergency departments and might be trying to abuse the system. So are we behind the eight ball or is it just not a problem in Australia yet? I think we, it's not a problem in Australia yet. So we are still fortunate enough to be able to get ahead of the problem. But if we don't pick up our game, um, we will be in the same situation they're in. So something like the National Medicine Symposium for this year assembles a lot of people like yourself, all different spheres of influence. Uh, everyone's got the opportunity to network. So how important is something like this in getting the information out? Oh, this is immensely important. A lot of professionals on the ground level can see the issues of opioids and what they're doing to families and its addiction. But we find unless there is a national policy, a strategy, a similar message that's going out to everyone... Patients don't believe us. Patients go, you're just withholding pain relief from us. You, you're thinking I'm a drug addict, and that's not the case. What we're trying to do is use it appropriately so they get the best treatment they can get. But if they hear different messages from different people, then it just makes the problem much more bigger than it needs to be. So it must be difficult then to be um, at the coalface with something like that, and you've got to make a decision, and I guess the people in Ohio and the clinicians there uh, in emergency um, departments they're making decisions all the time so a difficult place to put somebody in oh very much um one of the things that's hard particularly around emergency is you know your shift works poor follow-up so if you did something wrong and your patient say has been going to different emergency departments have been getting a lot of opioids you would never know you would never know that what you did wasn't the right thing and there's not good feedback just because of the nature of the job um so having something where you know that every professional is saying the same thing is really encouraging um, otherwise you get known as the doctor or pharmacist who doesn't prescribe opioids and you're just mean and everyone else does it and you just don't do it well in reality what you're doing is trying to help uh, encourage the appropriate use you're trying to help follow the guidelines it's the other people who are doing the not so good practice or they're ignoring the best practice but patients don't see that and so it's just really important that all the healthcare professionals have a similar message that patients then hear that same message and they know it's not about our individual preference it's actually about what's best for the patient. So where are we at with our guidelines in Australia and what can we learn from what you've learnt in Ohio? 
So we're very good, I think, about um, understanding the risks and being careful to initiate it. So we, we have, we're conscious that we don't want to initiate opioids in everyone and we're trying to minimise that. What we're not so good about is the ongoing monitoring of our opioids and when to stop when to stop and when to de-prescribe opioids. I think once they're started, um, there's a lot of clinical inertia where someone else has started it and you just don't want to touch it. You said, well, someone else started it. It seems to be working. They're not in any pain. Let's just keep going. But they're not in any pain. And you don't know if they're not in any pain because the medicine's working or they're not in any pain because they actually don't need it. And so it needs to have ongoing monitoring and an ongoing check that do you still need this? And that's the area that we're not so good on. So this is back to data collection then? Yes. I think it's not just data collection, but also that better communication between professionals because one person might start it, but they're not the one who's going to then see the patient following on. Um, And so they're not going to be the ones to go, actually, there's a problem there, we should stop it. So it's having all the healthcare professionals have access to that data so that we can make that informed decision opposed to just getting the little snapshots each of us gets and then we just assume someone else started it, it must be okay. Uh, what sort of uh, questions were you getting from the floor for your lightning talk? Interestingly, people were concerned about the use of opioids, not just within patients, but healthcare professionals. So opioids are readily available in emergency departments because of the nature of it. We need it for crises. And now we're getting to a stage where people who might be in the ambulances or in, say, the th- the theatres, some of our own healthcare professional staff have access to an addictive medicine that has led to some of them getting addicted. And so it's not just our patients that we've got to be conscious of, but the people administering those opioids and developing systems to help protect our own staff. If you get, no one wants to get addicted, no one plans to get addicted, but when it does happen, you want to know that there are systems that actually are going to make that hard for you. Otherwise, even for the best of us who aren't Um, using it in any way, if someone accused us of stealing an opioid, sometimes that we can't defend ourselves because it was readily available and we don't know what happened to it. Um, So it's both about keeping track of everything we have from a stock management standpoint and then documenting when we do use it, why we're using it, so we can keep track of every dose, both for the patient's sake but also as a healthcare professional's sake that can defend us and make sure that we're not at risk of going down that pathway as well. When you... um take part in a symposium like this and there's so many people from all different walks of life in the in the medical uh, area um, what will you take away for your particular field from here what i've really appreciated is um everyone's trying to do what's best for the patient no one's trying to create barriers and blocks they're just trying to do their best and just doing it in a safe effective way Um, being able to have that dialogue and finding who are the right people and the right structures to do it, I think has been really encouraging. People on the ground face a lot of this, we want to do our job the best. We want to do it the best way we can. We just sometimes don't have the best data to do it. And then there are other people who have the data but don't know how to use it. And so this is just highlight to me about what a beautiful partner it needs, partnership it should be, that clinicians need to make sure they're not just on their own, but they are talking to policymakers regularly and the importance of that communication. And just coming to symposiums like this is a great venue for that. And to see the types of innov- innovations that everyone's doing makes you go, aha, that could also work in this space. And that you might not have ever figured that out if you didn't come to something like this. Well, thank you for sharing. Enjoy the rest of Symposium 2018. Yeah, thank you very much.